Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, guys. I'm so excited for this episode because we have so many things we want to talk about. Um, for starters, Daniela, how are you doing this fine afternoon? I'm doing good. Um, the fires are still going on, so the air quality is a little bit a little bit funky today. But other than that, my lungs are fine. I'm fine. Um, how are you? <laughs> I like how you're like, I'm fine. The fires are still going. Oh, no. But um, on a more positive God, I'm like, does that make you happy? Fires in America? You heard it here first. Oh, little, no, I'm still Little looking. fires everywhere. No. Um, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm happy. School is going on. Um... I'm not working as usual. And yeah, life is, I guess life is as good as it could possibly be under the, you know, the current status of the world right now. But um, yeah, let's just dive right in in today's episode because I'm, like I said, super excited. Lots of opinions. The first story I want to talk about is, you know, dealing with everyone's favorite topic and that's coronavirus. The headline states, coronavirus vaccine won't be available to everyone before 2024 end, India Serum Institute chief. Let me read a little bit. It says, the chief executive of the world's largest manufacturer of vaccines, Adar Poonawala, has said dampened the hopes of a COVID-19 vaccine by year and in an interview with the Financial Times. He says it's going to take four to five years until everyone gets a vaccine on this planet. He said on this planet. Now, (laughs) my first thoughts were, well, that's it. Do I... I was not, I'm not going to go there. Do I like give up now? <laughs> is this where, like, is this life? Is this my life really? Like, is this how life is going to be for the next four to five years? And then I thought maybe he's doing this to scare people. I don't know. Like there were so many thoughts going on in my head. What are your thoughts after hearing this? It kind of like brought me down. I'm like, oh my gosh, especially because you and I, we've had these conversations. We're the type of people who have been cautious, you know? So it's like, oh my gosh, maybe these people who are fucking partying and eating out all the time have a point. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe like we should. Totally discouraging where I get exactly, like I, I, I stand because it's the truth. Like it's almost like all this, I don't want to say hard work because really it's just being yeah. cautious and like doing what you're supposed to do. But it's kind of like, <laughs> okay, I've been doing all this and yet that's not good enough for you. Like scientists, please help us out. And yet now I have to wait till 2024 when I should be out of my house and my parents shouldn't see me until 2024. How about that? Exactly. Like, uh, oh God, in 20, what, 2020, let's say 2020, worst case scenario, because that's what 2020 is all about. Um, <laughs> let's say worst case scenario, we're stuck at home for the next five years. In five years, I'll be 28. And <laughs> I mean, no, obviously you I'm can't. not judging people being at home. You could be 40 and still be at home. That's your business, but... At 28, I kind of, you know, want to be living my life to the fullest and being indoors, being at home. I don't think that's possible. I just, uh, I think um, it might also just have to do with the fact that the vaccine, like, it sucks, but vaccinations go to, like, the highest bidder. Like, there's so much politics that go behind it. So, um, the man that you were talking about, the executive director, he's, like, the CEO of the, like, of what like the most the highest vaccination like company or something i don't know so it might just be like to him like a dollar sign like oh on this planet we won't get it till 2024 but it's like 
not unless a nonprofit comes out with a vaccination and is able to save our <laughs> yeah, lives. I, I didn't really think about it when I like first read it. Maybe that's that's like you said, that's possible. Um, who knows? I think my like end note with that is just to stay positive. And it's hard too because it's like it week after week, story after story, we're reading more and we're finding out more. And it's, I mean, come on, this article just said 2025. Like, do I have a reason to live? This is not... I just, ugh, like, okay, I tweeted this out. Like, no shade to anybody. I'm genuinely asking. How do you, like, go out without caring? Like, how do you live your life without caring, like, about, like, without being paranoid? Because, like, to, the reason I stopped myself from, like, going to have a meal at a restaurant or trying to go out to have drinks at the bars that are open for some fucking reason is because I'm just paranoid. Like, how do you go out? How do you have a party of like 30 fucking people? Like, uh, like, and now you, now they're saying you got to wait till fucking 2024, 2025. <laughs> so it's like, uh, maybe these people have a point. Maybe I should just go out to fucking Heroes Bar and have a drink. I'm like, Huntington Beach, Sharkies, <laughs> here I come. No, oh God, let's stay positive and move on to our next story. Let's, let's have you yes. bring the first story. So with everything that's going on with 2020 like everything has just kind of our worlds have been flipped upside down so i have a question for you because i saw this on twitter how would you explain certain pictures or certain things that we do now to maybe yourself or whoever in 2019 like how would you explain drive-through graduations drive-through birthday parties how would you explain like a picture of like your waiter wearing a mask or something. Hon- like, okay, honestly, <laughs> if now, like I'm going to cry. By the end of this episode, I will be in tears. I'm not <laughs> even joking. It's so, like, it's such a scary thought. Honestly, it's I don't, sad. I would never in a million years like picture everyone in a mask. Like, okay, because exactly. these were the, like, the, the emotions I first had when I first heard about the, the virus. First, I was uh-huh. like, it'll, it's just, it's going to go away in a week. And then it turned into a month. Mm-hmm. And then I got, not laid off but then everyone was sent home and then yeah. people are dying and i don't know what i tell myself i'd be like you're bullshitting me get out of my fucking face like that, that's not real that's that's like a plot of a movie that's a storyline for a movie and now it's our reality and i just want to cry it's just oh it's so weird I, like it, it's funny because on twitter it was like such a light-hearted moment like people were like oh my gosh how would you explain taking like a mass selfie to like yourself in 2019 and then now that like you're talking about it it's like shit it is sad like um when they first like sent us home from work i remember like telling the kids like oh we'll see you after spring break because they were just gonna get a longer spring break you know and i was like okay i'll see you guys after spring break and then didn't fucking see them anymore oh, no <laughs> So it's it's kind of sad, like, especially now, too. Like, um, I had a kid at work tell me, he goes, why can't I see your whole face? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, take off your mask. And I was like, oh, I can't oh, take off no. my mask. You know? I was like, I can't take off my mask Horrible. because I it's for your safety. It's for my safety. And he goes, I just want to see your face. Why can't you take off your mask? And I was like, well, I can't take it off. I'm sorry. And, like, especially if I get closer to them or if I try to help them, like, like, where I'm like literally right by them, try to have like my face shield on just in case they like sneeze or something. So like on top of that, I probably seem like such a scary person because I have my mask. And then on top of that, I have my face shield because I'm right next to them. So it's like, oh shit, like 
don't think I'm a robot or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like crazy. I just it just hit me like if I were right now, currently, let's say in first or second grade, and yeah. you're seeing your teachers, first of all, you're seeing them probably through a laptop because you're mm-hmm. knowing no, like it's I would be scared. I'd be like, what's happening? Like I don't know how I would do it. I'm anyone who knows me in real life knows that I'm a super talkative, social, outgoing loud person so if i was in kindergarten or i was let's say even third or fourth grade i don't know how i would like no you'd be the kid unmuting himself yeah i'd be messing with the laptop playing games being dumb this is not okay your teacher would be like louise um right there on the button on the bottom buddy right there you're gonna mute yourself okay no she's she's like i would have the teacher that would be like you see that x plan louise press it get the fuck <laughs> off the screen we hate you you see where it, you see where it says leave meeting press leave meeting <laughs> like oh, i just no. it's crazy like i wouldn't even be able to tell myself in 2019 so you're not going to be able to like um your kids aren't going to be able to play foursquare they can't play like handball like you're going to have to like come up with games that they have to play with their feet that's not just soccer <laughs> or or, e- or even like hugging because i see some commercials yes. it's kind of like it's so sad it's so depressing it's like i've seen this commercial where they're like oh you can't be near people you can't talk to your friends you can't (laughs) hug people and i'm like what is the point of this commercial like what's (laughs) happening right now like and i think it's like i think i don't know if it's like a furniture or life insurance or car commercial i don't know what commercial it was but it's like yeah it's like hugging isn't the same miss people this and that and it's like oh god no it changes what kind of what kind of commercial? I don't you know what I'm watching. Me. Maybe this is just like... <laughs> people are probably like, you're not hugging people. Like, you're stupid. I still hug people. And it's like, okay, then hug them. But it's like, it's kind of sad that like you can't do certain things. And maybe people do still do them. Obviously, that's fine. That's your thing if you're still living like as freely as possible. But there's people like Luis and myself who aren't taking precautions. So it's like, there's certain things that when I think about it, I'm like, oh, shit. I don't do that anymore or like like the gas pump okay people are gonna be like you're disgusting you did that in the first place but i used to just touch the gas pump like yeah like just touch it and put it in my car and my my dad was like oh i would too but now obviously like i get it with like a a napkin or like a paper towel or something yeah and like to me it's just like i can't same with my credit card like when i put it into the thing to get to uh, pay for my gas it's like when I take it out like I have to like put it like in my pocket so that I can sterilize it before I put it in my wallet oh, for yeah, something. Like, no, it's, it's just second thoughts it's weird like you wouldn't be able to tell yourself this like seven months ago like hey by the way bitch right after you turn 23 like you're not going to be able to celebrate the fact that you turned 23 oh. like you're not going to be able to fucking go on a grad trip. Like, it's weird to me. I don't know. So even though it was a lighthearted moment on Twitter, right now that we're talking about it, it's like, fuck, this is sad. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, fuck? once everything's said and done, and then it kind of just, like, let everything process, like, wait, no, this is real life. And I know we do a lot of <laughs> bagging and, like, hating and shit talking about people who don't like take precautions and stuff let's turn that around and focus on people who are doing it so chad this is a huge shout out to you guys who are out there working and out there you know you're being forced to be outside in the world right now um and you're taking precaution um thank you guys like it's i know it's just you're probably like bitch who wants to hear you thank you i really do appreciate (laughs) because not only are you like taking into consideration taking into consideration your own life but the lives of others and that's the main point 
Um, so I think, and I know people call me delusional or they call me oblivious, but I think with a positive attitude and being mindful of others and trying to take precaution, this will end sooner than later. Trust me, guys. We don't want to wait till 2024. We can wait till <laughs> fucking 2021 by January 1st. It's funny. My friend was like, um, she sent me an article maybe like two weeks ago where it said something about like the vaccine and how long it's going to take. And she said like, but wait, I thought as soon as it was January 1st, 2021, like <laughs> life was going to restart. Like, is that not a thing? And I'm like, unfortunately, by the looks of it, it's not. But, um, oh People are like, isn't it funny how like coronavirus knows that January 1st, 2021 should just go away. <laughs> I'm, I would... You guys would Imagine. see that if life were to go back to normal. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be a whole other person and for the better, yes. for the better. But um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, the next thing I want to talk about that could be seen as a positive or a negative, depending on you know what you think. I saw an article from, let's see, the Independent, where it states San Francisco could be the first major American city to let 16 year olds vote. 16 year olds vote you know, proper English. It says the proposition to lower the voting age by two years will be decided by the city, by the city's residents who rejected the legislation when it was first proposed in 2016. It says our motivation here first and foremost is to make sure that we put new voters in a position to establish the habit in the first election they're eligible for, and then to continue participating throughout their lives, which is good for democracy on every level. So obviously this is referring to, or what they're trying to do is allowing people, the uh, citizens of San Francisco, to vote in local elections. And I have mixed emotions about this. What do you think? Uh, okay, I think 16-year-old... Oh, my God. Let me process this. Hold on. Okay, 16-year-olds being allowed to vote in local elections is fine because 16-year-olds are the ones who are going to be living in the, in the world when these people are in charge. But then this brings up, like, if you can trust them for local elections, shouldn't you trust them for national elections? And I feel like to a certain point, yes, because I feel like I know I know more 16-year-olds to be a little bit more politically conscious than over 50s. So it's like they should have a voice in, like, the world that they're going to, like, continue to grow up in. But I feel like also at 16 sometimes you're a little fucking, like, Let's more just say, prone you're to like you're yeah you're really exactly. uh, gullible and you're very naive <laughs> and let's put it this way a lot of the listeners that we have are around our age some a bit older um let's think about it this way if you think about yourself and where you were let's say seven 16. eight year, years old like seven years ago i mean would you really do you think you'd be in a position where voting would be your main priority or be like your main no, because I thought it was cute to scrunch my hair with mousse and straighten my <laughs> So, no, I don't think I would be able to pick my president at 16. Now, at 16, if high school classes, like, like if your history class was part of you filling out your ballot, like your teacher explained to you non-biasedly, like about certain local uh, propositions, you know, for you to fill out your local election ballot, I feel like that would work out. But I don't think, like, even though they're growing up in the world, they should be making these decisions. I feel like, no, 
certain 16 year olds should not be allowed to vote at the same time at the same time it does it kind of like sparks something in my head that makes me think it could be something positive because it does Mm -hmm. expose people who like you said are going to be living through that because eventually when they're 18 and they're able to but which is like 16 to 18 it's two years um like they're the ones who are going to be living through it and i feel like it could be because let's be honest in high school i wasn't the most enlightened to this day i'm not the most enlightened person as far as like Mm -hmm. politics and how the government works but i feel like if my teachers in high school and junior high were more proactive as far as, cause I don't, it feels like I didn't look, like if I think back to what I learned when I was 16 years old, I wasn't like, maybe I was asleep in class. Do you remember what you learned at, in 16, when you were 16, as far as how the government works and politics? Like, do they even do that in no. school? What do they teach us? Like, I don't. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think like, I feel like, the news you get isn't from your classes like it's from your social media or I don't know I don't know any 16 year old that would willingly watch the news and like if you're a 16 year old listening to this and you do willingly watch the news I'm like I think you, you guys know my brother um Larry Larry it's funny he <laughs> like he surprises me sometimes like you know he, he who he really look up looks up to and it's the smallest things where he goes on YouTube and literally just watches different videos and he i know sometimes he'll read articles um Mm -hmm. is on aoc and he talks about how oh this time she did this or this time she she's trying to do this or she's trying to not do this just trying to stop people so maybe there is like it's rare and there is a select few of 16 year olds who are like government minded but hopefully if it does happen it's a positive thing and I mean, at this point, race is why people are able to vote. So, you know, let's just have, you get a vote, you get a vote. We all get a vote. I feel like it would be positive for them, especially if they grew up in a conservative family or something. And, you know, their thoughts may not exactly be their parents' thoughts and they want to make sure that they express that. So I don't know. Locally, I feel like that's good. Nationally, I feel like it would take a little bit of. You're like, that's a different story. <laughs> to be done. That's a different me. story. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, locally, it would be nice. Because like your brother, I have cousins who are conscious, like they're, they're socially aware of certain things. So it's like, I feel like they would vote for the better of themselves too. So give them, I don't know, give the 16 year olds a chance. I guess. Oh, God. Uh, like, I hope it works out. So best we'll of see. luck to um, the city <laughs> of San Francisco. Um, <laughs> another story that kind of has to do with uh, politics and stuff is Michael Bloomberg, who was, you know, thanks to Google, was let me know that he is a <laughs> the former go, uh, former mayor, excuse me, of New York City. Well, this guy Bloomberg decided to donate 100 million to defeat Trump in Florida. It says the former NYC mayor and current billionaire announced Sunday he's committing 100 million, which I don't know that was a thing. Like ignorant again, <laughs> people have 100 million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> To defeat Donald Trump in Florida, it's incredibly significant because according to some polls, the race in Florida is tightening. Biden is ahead in most polls, but generally within the margin of error. Bloomberg, who wants uh, Bloomberg wants to target Latino voters. (laughs) Biden has support among Latinos, but relative to other Democrats, his supportive is er, his support is somewhat soft. Is this is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? What what are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like politicians especially Bloomberg even though he's a Democrat and everybody loves Democrats 
Um, Michael Bloomberg is like more of a conservative Democrat. So he's really just doing this not for like Latinos. He's doing this for the better of himself, like for Trump not to be in office, which is, yeah, most definitely like get him out of office. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's like you donated this, but will you actually like be behind Latinos when like they demand if Biden were to get the presidency, they demand that Biden like dismantle ICE or something? Like, would you? Yeah, I think. Do you get me? Yeah, when it comes to politics, and this is something I learned from the amazing TV show of Big Brother is you have to look (laughs) past people's, not like actions, but their like their characteristics and just them as a person because like she said, he could be doing this just to like save face and say, look, I'm a great person Mm -hmm. for his own personal reasons. Like we don't know. But at the same time, it's like we both kind of want what he wants as far as getting the cheeto out of office so (laughs) i don't know i i kind of see this as a positive thing and hopefully you know voters are listening and they will vote to do the right thing i'll let you guys i mean at least he's using his money for good unlike jeff bezos who can't even pay his amazon workers a living wage but that's another story for another day i'm like so if (laughs) there are any of you out there currently employed by amazon and would like to be interviewed (laughs) and tell your side of the story um (laughs) hit me up in the dms but um on to more positive entertaining news for me anyways if you guys didn't hear the Kardashians are done. Well, for now, because you oh know, the, like roaches and share, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> it says, according to Variety, it says, after 20 seasons, Keeping Up with the Kardashians will be coming to an end with the final season airing in early 2021. The decision to end the show was made by the Kardashian-Jenner family and announced on Tuesday. You go first, because I have lots of opinions on this. Uh, first of all, I feel like, okay, wrap it up then like none of you i don't people are gonna be listening to this and they'll be like you don't keep up with them bitch we see you shading them all the time but it's like (laughs) um from what i know it didn't seem like a bunch of them were filming together anyway number one number two it felt like they had just lost their their like spark like the reason they started is because people were like oh my gosh um the daughter of O.J. Simpson's lawyer had a sex tape with Ray J. Like, yeah, it was like really like authentic and fun and quirky. It was like, a different oh my God, time. Look at them, a different era, exactly. So, and I feel like they just lost their spark because at first it was, they weren't famous. Do you get me? Like their reality show was about them just being a family in Beverly Hills. And you, like they grew up in Beverly Hills, but they weren't really famous. Like, do you guys act? You guys don't do anything. So like it seemed authentic like their reality show was authentic i think as years passed and they like got more money it it the show lost its spark like i did used to watch the kardashians when i used to have cable but afterwards they just kind of lost their spark so it's like okay finally like bitch we've been waiting for you guys to end your show because (laughs) it just didn't even clips that i would see on twitter or anything none of it seemed like like it was worth watching and if you watched it like no offense to you like no offense to whoever is watching it listening to this and watched it but it's like there was really nothing to watch like do you get me i don't know exactly um let's see my thoughts i've never (laughs) seen a complete episode of the kardashians and okay it's funny because i've kind of been on a roller coaster as far as how i felt about them in the beginning 
I was your your typical person. I was like, oh my god, I can't stand these these women. They're useless. They're talentless. What is the point? And then after seeing a couple of clips and seeing how they kind of rose to fame quickly, I was like, you know what? More power to them. Let's say they are talentless. Mm-hmm. Let's say they can't do anything. They <laughs> clearly are smart enough to capitalize on whatever they do because I don't keep up with them. But um. Yeah, so I was like, more power to them because they're, let's say they're dumb, they're stupid, and they're making all this money. And I always have a soft spot for the underdog and people, obviously, they're not seen in the most positive light. So I was like, you know what? More power to you. But now, after hearing this announcement that their show is coming to an end after 20 seasons, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, rightfully so. I feel like you're, and I'm using this term, your, your talent will take you only so far. And my, the main like my main thought on all of this is maybe if them being on t maybe them being off tv will be better for people because let's be honest they're not the most smartest the most um intelligent and mindful people so if they're off the air maybe then people won't be as stupid bottom line because i do feel like people who watch this show no shade are not the brightest and that's just my opinion on it and that's not going to change like these people are i get irritated talking about them because yeah it it i don't get it like maybe it's just like my subconscious is jealous i want to be on tv (laughs) i want to be famous for doing nothing i want to do this i want to do that if they're stupid and they're famous why can't i do it you know but um and another thing my final thought before you go because i know you want to say something is (laughs) These people, like I said, they're not going anywhere. They're yeah. probably going to get another show. They're going to get another spinoff. They're going to become hosts of something. Like, these women aren't going anywhere. So maybe I should just mm-hmm. suck it up and it is what it is. But, eh, get out of here. Well, number one, like I said, like, they just run their course. Like, like what more is there to watch? What more is there for you to do, you know? And we were talking about this off air. I guess this could be said about this, about any reality show, like the Real Housewives, but it's like, at what, at some point, it's like, what more can you do? And, you know, like maybe E didn't want to pay for their show anymore because whether you guys like to believe so or not, like they were declining in ratings. They, not a lot of people were watching them anymore. Their audience has moved on from their TV show. Yes, they're still getting Instagram likes. Yes, they're still getting Twitter followers. But maybe that's where their audience is now. And that's why they decided to, you know, like leave TV. Maybe we'll see them on Instagram Reels. Or maybe we'll see them on um, oh God. YouTube they're, with they're a gonna get show. Their, yeah, they're going to get their own original uh, TV show, YouTube Red movie. <laughs> like, like, don't, if I you're just, panicking right now, because I know it yeah. was like a sad, sad time on Twitter because everyone <laughs> was just depressed. They're like, my, my faves are leaving. Relax. They're not going anywhere. But also people, when they were sharing all these clips, notice how you guys were sharing clips of their seasons from like the way beginning, like the first fucking five seasons. You cannot like say that they were just still as iconic now. Like you guys can't say that they were giving you the same quality of content now, 20 20 seasons later. Like they were declining in ratings. They were declining in quality. Like, it just, like, it's for the better. So don't worry that you're going to see them on Instagram. People are lobbying for Chris Jenner to join Beverly Hills Housewives. Real Housewives which Hills, I which, will do whatever it takes no. to not happen because that's, that's no. the, it was already trash as it is. We don't need another <laughs> garbage. We as a society have progressed past the point of having Chris Jenner on our TVs. And I do not want her on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 
I would be very sad if she was. And people were like, let's get Kathy Hilton. Let's get Kris Jenner. I'm like, no, no, no to any of that. I want people who are willing to like actually be part of the show and not just profit off like, no, goodbye. Like page, uh, book close, move along. Like, no, sorry. It's a lot. Um, but um, like I said, stay tuned because probably in a week from now, we're going to be talking about how the Kardashians are having a different show on another network. Um, <laughs> on another oh, network, God. their own network. Their exactly. own network, imagine. So moving on from um, No Shade, it's one talentless. Oh, um, she gets me. <laughs> see what, see what it does talking about the Kardashians makes you dumb. Makes you not be able, just, makes you not be able to speak. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's because I'm reading Kim Kardashian's selfie book. Anyway, um, moving on from one talentless family to another talentless um, hack. No offense, oh my, no offense. No, I'm going to say I'm going to own it. She's a talentless own it. hack. Own it. Addison, for those of you who are new um, to 2020, um, TikTok has obviously rose to like fame, popularity, and there's a star on TikTok, Addison Rae, who has recently, you know, grabbed headlines, not because she's Kim Kardashian's new uh, BFF, even though they're like 20 years apart, but (laughs) she is now going to start in the remake of the 1999 classic, She's All That. It's going to be called He's All That because (laughs) plot twist, it's going to be gender swapped. So instead of Freddie Prince Jr. um, make making over um my homegirl uh, we like i love this movie i don't even fucking know the bitch's <laughs> name <laughs> instead of freddie prince jr fucking making over um what's her face rachel lee cook um it's gonna be addison ray making over some nerdy boy and the plot of the remake is going to be that an influencer is going to make over a nerdy boy to be prom king people had a lot of thoughts i have a lot of thoughts number one a lot of thoughts number one i don't want to be that person that's like don't remake these movies but it's like bitch 90s movies 80s movies you can't fucking remake because that shit was made for that time like she's all that would not work in a social media world okay so i don't know what they're trying to do with he's all that but the plot is tired the premise is tired honey number two this is why we do not get quality content from actors anymore because it's obvious that production companies rightfully so probably just want to make a good buck so they hire influencers they hire rising internet stars that have no previous acting experience like addison ray so my homegirl is going to be in a movie with no previous acting experience and with no interest in being an actress at all. Like, do you get me? Like, there's, she's just hired because she's a popular internet star, which I understand the whole PR point of it, but it's like, bitch, you can't remake a classic. And like, I have a lot of thoughts. They're negative and I don't want to spew that out, but it's like- (laughs) Too late, you already did. Fuck. What the fuck are you guys what doing? What the fuck is what did you say the production company or who's behind this movie? Miramax, which Miramax um 
was fucking founded by Harvey Weinstein. If you guys don't know who the fuck Harvey Weinstein is, we then look there. up the hashtag Me Too movement. It was founded by Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Miramax has been behind films like Goodwill Hunting and Pulp Fiction. So I think they're just trying to make a good like book off this film hiring an internet star with no previous fucking experience i won't be surprised if the nerdy boy is going to be no centineo from oh. to all the boys i've loved before <laughs> so don't be surprised if he's the nerdy boy because nerdy boys apparently they look like that <laughs> so i i oh, oh gosh my thoughts okay if you guys probably hate when I go there and when I try to be, you know, Justice for All, but when is there going to be a movie when you're remaking a, a non-binary person? When is there going to be a movie who, why isn't this a TikTok star, a black uh, female, a black male? Why isn't there, where is the opportunity for other people? And not only that, this movie, the premise, like you said, I don't think it's going to fly. Well, like you said, there are people who feel like there are certain things that shouldn't, like, it's kind of the idea where, okay, that was, it was a different time and mm-hmm. this plot would be okay now. I don't know if it's going to be triggering people, but probably not. I'm, I'm like 99% sure that this movie is going to make a bunch of money because <laughs> it's starring this talentless TikTok star. Um, every, every 18 year old white girl, white boy person is going to be out watching this movie. And I hope. No, I don't want to sound hateful. I was going to say, I hope this movie doesn't do well, but like I said, it's sorry. <laughs> but it will. Star, and it'll do amazing, and it's going to make so much money, and you guys are going to eat that shit up because you love TikTok, and you love that fucking world that <laughs> I think these people live in. Uh, I think it'll do all right for a film. It'll probably be straight to DVD, like, or straight to video on demand or something. I guess Miramax just wants to, um, according to this article from Variety, this reboot is a welcome step towards a new generation of Miramax storytelling, part of our greater strategy to leverage our existing library with fresh reimagined content in both film and TV. So again, they're just trying to make a quick buck. Easy to do that with a rising internet star who's rising to fame. I'm pretty sure the nerdy boy will be someone like Noah Centineo or someone else who's a fucking internet star. Like, okay, anyways... And last, last, last comment on this movie is watch this movie. It's she's right now thinking because this girl. Do you happen to know how old she is, Addison Ray? Is she I like she's like nineteen twenty? I'm telling you, there she, you yeah, go. She's so she's she's young. She's gonna look back in ten years and be like, "What is this movie? Why did I start <laughs> in it? Why am I in it?" But at the same time, she's telling me like I made a quick buck on it, and and yeah. she's probably gonna have no regrets. I mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying she's all that is like a fucking like Oscar award winning film, but it's like there's certain like classic or not classics, but like certain films that it's just like, bitch, they really know. Yeah, me, but there okay. are certain <laughs> movies you don't touch. I don't know why. Like Clueless, was behind, mean Girls. Mean Girls <laughs> decided to make Mean Girls 2. That's the absolute <laughs> garbage. I would rather watch Shrek. Gosh. Then watch Mean Girls 2. I don't know what the fuck that was, but um, is that supposed to be an insult? Because it's not okay. <laughs> Shrek is a good film, fuck you. Shrek is love, <laughs> Shrek is life, and my wedding theme will be Shrek waiting for my Fiona <laughs> in ogre form, not human form. I hate you. Um, so I think that, that wraps up our stories, our inter- entertainment stories, and we're gonna move on to the most entertaining part of this podcast which is housewives our daily recap of the episodes take us there daniela take us there we just had the episode um 
episode. I don't know what episode it was, but it was reunion part two for the cast of Beverly. Yes. I believe it was episode 18 or 19, but this reunion, the second part, wah, wah. No, just kidding. So we start off, obviously recapped last week, but... Um, this week we start off with highlighting Kyle, and you guys know we love Kyle. We fucking we just love, love every bit of Kyle. We love Kyle. So um, after her highlight reel, you know, Andy really he brings up to Kyle about how it seemed like the women were really going in on her, and Kyle, you know, goes on about how yeah, I felt like you know after I filmed Halloween, the movie I starred in forty fucking years ago, you know, like <laughs> after I filmed it, I felt like these ladies were like out to get me. And my opinion on that is just that I feel like the other women have careers, so Kyle has to feel like she has to like catch up to them because all she's ever been is a mother and a wife, and that's not bad. But I feel like and she not a very wants good to one catch up to them. Not a very <laughs> good mother, not a very good wife, but that's a different story. Uh, so she like. I think she's just trying to catch up with them or at least try to um, relate to like any career woman stories that they have. So, you know, they bring up the fact that she attacked, I don't like to say attack, but sometimes that's the only word I can fucking use. So they bring up the fact that, you know, she came at Dorit for be looking glam at Teddy's fucking retreat, which we've talked about this before. Like there was really no reason for her to attack her. Like either she's glam or she's not like, and they brought up the fact that, you know, girl, you were coming at Dorit for being too glam, and then you were calling Denise a ragamuffin for <sighs> trying to glam up a little, like, not being glam enough. So, pick a lane, honey, pick a lane. So, you know, I you got know, so much satisfaction when everyone was kind of going <laughs> in on her, when Dorit would not let it go. Like, let up, say, yes. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let I was living, and go. I was happy, because in that moment, I felt some vindication and i felt like yes so now how you're feeling right now kyle is how your sister has had been how she's been feeling when she was on the show how she Team. had to do and it wasn't even anywhere near they didn't go in on her the way kim Team. has gotten it so i was like kind of living in a moment moment and i was like reveling in the drama <laughs> and i was like keep it going because as we've seen kyle is not the most kind lovable person so drag her I think Kyle's shaking in her boots because she's seen that OGs on other franchises have not been having the best time. So I think she's like shaking in her boots, even though I doubt she would ever be fired. She's I gonna say she's going to get so. maybe like four more seasons if that show even gets four more seasons. And then oh, maybe tea. she'll be like, oh, but I'm over. Tea. Next. So, you know, they're talking about the job and then Teddy interjects, which I found this part so unnecessary. She was stupid. She's like, my name has been brought up a lot of times. Bitch, you, know <laughs> you would have not said that and people would have forgotten exactly. you were there. <laughs> and then move on to how, you know, there was the, the another big plot this another big plot point this season was Teddy and Kyle's relationship about how they're better friends, which you can tell, the audience can tell, they are better friends. They're the few who hang out hang out off camera they hang out doing like they go on vacations together so it's true that they're better friends than the rest of these bitches so which sorry to cut you off it's funny how kyle uh, no, and dory were going at it meanwhile a couple of days on instagram dory <laughs> and kyle i think they were in mexico together with their family yes like, like what is happening I'm, you guys are going off the timing i can't the timing of this episode I'll bring it up later, but the fact that Denise is leaving and then this episode air, I'm like, I can tell why the fuck this bitch is leaving. So Doreen makes it a point during the whole Teddy Kyle situation. She's like, girl, you guys are friends. It's okay. You are making it a bigger thing than it is. And like, we just want you to admit that 
Teddy's your fucking friend. Like, Teddy's your best friend. Like, I think Kyle just likes to be liked. She doesn't want anyone to think that she likes someone better than the other. And she owns up to it, I guess, in a way. She's like, well, she is because she's not fake like you guys. And I'm like, girl. Which, if she's out there calling, (laughs) if I was in that group of friends and this bitch is out here calling everyone a fake ass bitch, I'd be like, bitch. Then don't hang out with me. Drag her and then be like, yeah, don't hang out with us if we're fake. I'm like, then don't hang out with me. It's obvious they're better friends. They have more in common. Their husbands are both um, Latino. So it's like, bitch, we know that you guys bond over the fact that you guys have growing families. It's okay. Which no one, don't even, no don't even get it. into that because if we throw it back to the dinner where Dorit, I believe, was like, "Is are you guys <laughs> best friends because you guys' husbands are Latino? And they're like, oh, God, you did not go there, Dorita. You did not go there. Why would you there. say that? Oh, gosh. And honestly, Kyle and Dorit's whole frenemyship, their whole fucking going at each other throughout this whole time, I was just thinking, wow. Lisa Vanderpump really did a fucking number on you guys because you guys have to like compete for everything. You don't have to compete. It's okay. Like it's obvious Dory tries to like be Kyle's friend a little bit more than Kyle tries to be Dory's, but that's another issue for, for Dory on another day that she could deal with. So, I mean, again, it's obvious throughout Kyle's entire section, like when they're, you know, trying to just get her to listen, like, bitch, you have to understand that you can be you can come off as like not condescending but you can just come off as like as if you don't really care what we have to say even though we try to do our best to make sure to listen to you and it's obvious that kyle may this is just my opinion kyle's the youngest of kim and kathy she grew up with two sisters who are like fucking like bulldogs like those bitches like don't give up they probably didn't they probably would stash kyle in a fucking closet when she was younger or something I so it's like so maybe that's why <laughs> uh, unfortunately maybe kim and uh kathy are to blame maybe that's what we have to do with this annoying <laughs> ass woman and i think it's it's frustrating because it just... it's almost like she has like i don't know if it's control issues or attention issues where me me you guys i'm the glue that holds us together no relax we're all friends we can all kiki and laugh you don't have to have the attention all the fucking time I can say this from the bottom of my heart because I am also the youngest of three sisters. Kyle has control issues. I have control issues. Girl, it's okay. You want to be the alpha person. You want to make sure that people know that you are the reason that you're all together. It's okay, girl. You can just just admit it. I think that's just the people's issues. They just want you to admit it. I think she just likes to be, She. it's being, it's not to use it as a cop-out, but it's because she's the baby. She just likes the attention and bitch you could just admit it it's okay you don't have to you don't have to call people ragamuffins she <laughs> of all people much. to be calling you're boring bitch move on i can't oh, with she's her too much so after kyle we go to our next favorite oh you know we love her lisa rena yes so lisa rena's entire package is about how you know she dealt with her daughter's anxiety and moving to new york and whatever and you know andy asked garcelle what he felt like what she felt like after hearing amelia tell her to fuck off on camera and garcelle was like okay wrap it up then okay <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like yeah like what do you want her to say amelia is like 20 years her junior she's not gonna garcelle's not gonna pop off on this girl like and you know what would have been even more iconic would have been even 
I think this is a problem with Beverly Hills that I don't see this in Potomac and I don't see it in Atlanta. And maybe it's a race thing. Maybe it's because they're white, but uh-huh. they don't know how to just say fuck it. I feel like a lot of these characters would be likable if they would just say fuck it. If in that moment, Garcelle said, you know what? Fuck that bitch. I don't give a fuck. Everyone yeah. would have been gooped and gagged and they would have been like, are you kidding me? And then that would have been a more like a bigger problem. But at the same time, it's <laughs> yes. like if Amelia, Amelia, whatever the fuck this bitch's name is, has the audacity and, you know, courageous. To say fuck off. Exactly. Why, like, why shouldn't she? Exactly. But, you know, they exactly. would probably would have been. Then the real like racism and microaggression would have came out. I'm like, oh, God, this is why. And they would have said some problematic things. So maybe not. It's best. It, just it was better been... to go there. It just would have been great to see their true colors come out. But anyway, I think um, Vena really did not take responsibility for anything. She was like, no, I don't think I'm responsible for my daughter's eating disorder. I don't think I'm responsible for the fact that my daughter is codependent. I don't think I'm responsible for the fact that my daughter told a close friend of mine to fuck off. Like, (laughs) your kids are bred in the environments that you breed them in. So maybe you are not the direct cause about Amelia's eating disorder, but the environment you raised her in is what contributed to her eating disorder and mental health issues. Am I saying that, like, am I saying that, like, Amelia is bad for having these issues? No, because yes. everyone goes through it. No, I'm but totally it's kidding. Like, no, you know no, what does bother like, me? Uh, what does bother <laughs> me again? Um shocker these people bother me is the fact that i don't know if i, I feel like people people have been seeing this for a while now they they feel like andy's mm-hmm. not a great host and i feel like he he doesn't he do a doesn't good dig. job of like he's not like i feel like if a viewer i'm not saying like oh they should have a viewer mm-hmm. hosted but i feel like if they had someone who was more mindful of everything that was going on like it would be a, like he doesn't call people out and then when he tries to call people out he doesn't do a very good job of it because yeah. i feel like lisa was let off the hook with all these things and i i bring that up about having like maybe possibly having a different host is i don't know where it got lost in translation nobody garcelle never once said that lisa was a result or lisa was the fault was the reason, was the reason exactly. that she has these issues and then it became a no, I don't think. Nope. She, I'm not the reason she ha- I didn't cause this. That's not what she said. She said, do you think this affects her in any kind of way? And of course, that gets lost on that. I'm like, psych- this bitch, psychology 101, bitch. Okay, <laughs> no, you are not the reason she has an eating disorder, but you might be a stressor. You might be the, a trigger, like, because you, you are in the environment that she is being raised in, that she lives in, you fucking dumbass. Like, psychology 101. Ugh. I just, they're ridiculous. Um, I have an opinion about Andy as a host, but that's kind of later when he um, with the Denise? Whole Denise thing. Yeah, yes. I. Oof. So, they're stupid. I think Teddy interjecting during Rinna's section, saying that Garcelle shouldn't have said it in front of the group. I'm like, bitch, pot calling the kettle black because did you not? Did exactly. you not bring up? Oh God. Everything in front of the group, like what? Like, girl, just say you like you aren't going to use Rinna's, like, you're not going to call out Rinna. Like, I think you all think it. Garcelle was just brave enough to fucking say it. And so. on top of that, it's, again, the fucking irony is not lost on me. This is the same woman who said, if Denise was just open about things and blunt and honest, I would appreciate it. You, Teddy, is the least blunt, least confrontational, she's least stupid. honest person on the show. <laughs> like, in that moment, she, she, like, how she says, oh, I'm pulling a Teddy. If I was her, I'd be oh, like... God just be honest and i'd respect it but uh, no they're just stupid i like that garcelle didn't entertain it 
Garcelle brought it up from a place of concern because of her own issues with her son. Brenna's fucking Great Value. I always call them this, but they're Great Value Hadid daughters. Like, what do you think just, it'll take at like, this point? Let's let's play let's play hypothetical. In what what would be the reason? Who would be the person that could somehow convince Yolanda to come back on the show? Who would be the gateway for her to come back? I don't. Is I think she would come back. I think she would come back if Brenna was not there. I don't think she would want to because regardless of what Brenna says. Um, that she wasn't the reason that Yolanda, like the rumor about Yolanda's disease came about. Like the TV tells you all the truth, honey. Like, and I, I, hate I don't think Yolanda that, would come back if Lisa Rinna was there. I hate that. Again, I hate Lisa, but I hate that we lost a good housewife. Like if I really sit down and think about it, Yolanda was honest. Yeah, she was a bit shady and I don't know if her <laughs> lies got a, like the best of her, but she called it like it was. She was like, as a viewer, she was like the perfect housewife. She called people out. She was blunt. She was bitchy. She was honest. She threw shade. I don't know. Her and Garcelle would thrive off each other. They would love each other. I they would be like. calling out these girls left and right. And you know, it's funny. Sorry, before I move on about Lisa fucking Rinna, but um, Yolanda Hadid was only on the show to promote her daughter's careers. Like she wasn't really on the show for her own personal gain she did it so that her daughter's names could get out but yet she was on the show and she still put in work like do you get me she didn't she didn't like phone it in she didn't like try to shield anything from the cameras like she was on the show and she gave us good iconic seasons from her do you get me the dream team i can't (laughs) you know what's funny now that you said it i maybe i'm oblivious um, I never really saw it as that, but thinking about it no, now, yeah, she, she really was on there to just promote her yes. daughters. And good job because it's funny. Uh, I didn't watch the show at the time, but like when it was airing, but I remember yeah. seeing, because I didn't, I don't know, I'm bad with celebrities. I didn't know who Bella Hadid I didn't know who Yolanda yeah. um, were. And then funny enough, she was actually a host on, you know, my favorite TV show, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And then I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was at the time that she was on Housewives. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm telling you, she did it. And Yolanda, we love you. We stand. (laughs) Yolanda puts in work. So I don't know. I think Lisa Rinna, she's just, girl, I'm mom shaming you now. You're not a good mom. Point blank, period. The fact that you sexually exploit your daughters, the fact that you are able, like, the fact that you air out their fucking dirty laundry on TV when they're not the ones who signed up for the show, you did. Like, I think it's disgusting. And I think it's kind of like, low like it's like trash of her and i know it's just a fucking reality show but it's like lisa rena is someone that i truly cannot stand like she's become unwatchable she's not even a reality show villain at this point she's just she's just fucking annoying and we've seen it yeah we've heard it from her mouth there's not a single thing she won't do for a penny so exactly you're trash take the garbage next i can't with her so then we move on to teddy's highlight which honestly if they didn't include this I'm telling you, Erica and Teddy could be removed from the entire show, from scenes, and people wouldn't even, I wouldn't notice. I wouldn't notice a difference. So Teddy's highlight, you're, I, you look a little confused. Are you confused? Like, Teddy had a highlight. I said, <laughs> we have a housewife named Teddy. Like, and oh God, with Lisa Renna, with Lisa oh Renna, Erica, and her, it's, we've squeezed the lemon for what it's, we, for all it's yeah. we can't anymore. Like, Teddy has... We talked about the finger. Lisa, we talked about I her just, daughter. Erica, we talked about 
I don't even remember. Nothing. Erica has not, I'll tell you this right now, Erica hasn't had a spotlight at all. And Teddy's highlight wasn't even, like, it was just about her, like, bitch, what? Like, it was about her being pregnant. And then they didn't even talk about that when they were talking to her about questions. Her stories about anything, which, um, side note, like, I'm not talking about what's happening with her baby. I'm talking about, like, the other stories that she was talking about, like how her son's finger got cut off, how um, she came up with Dove's name. I was like, bitch, no one gives a fuck. Does and, do, you think, and then, do you think Andy sees this and he's like trying to do her a favor by asking her all these questions? Yes. Or, because these I know, bitches... Okay, because I know for a fact when oh, another one of my faves that you guys probably see is problematic is Kim Zolciak. When she was on season 11 or season 10, mm-hmm. She was like, what is, like, you didn't ask me any questions. And she said something, and he said something like, well, we didn't really have a lot to ask you. Like, you didn't have much going yeah. on. There were, it's like, okay, then where's this energy with these women? Because yeah. they ain't got nothing I for think, that. I'm, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe, maybe they like, maybe there's like a side deal going on. They have to keep her on. I don't know. But, and I'm looking at these ladies, like when the camera's pulling back on them, none of them seem interested in what the fuck she has to say like her her story about how she came up with her baby's name i was like no one gives a fuck the your emoji son, i told him it was an emoji i, I like, put the finger in an eyes uh ziploc back i was next. like girl we've given her enough are... time you need to move on this is so <laughs> she's no, trash. Well, this this brings me up to like the next point how like the fact that i could easily have glazed over her it's like bitch what the fuck are you still doing there? Anyway, then we move on to the creme de la creme of the season, the lesbian affair, the alleged lesbian affair, which honestly, I was like, okay, wrap it up then. Um, they were asking why Brandy wasn't there. They were like, did you make Brandy not come? And then Andy was like, no, I made Brandy not come, which is the only time that Andy actually fucking spoke up. Like, I was like, bravo, Andy, fucking finally. He's like, no, I told Brandy not to come because of what she said on camera. And I felt like that was enough is enough. I don't need her on this reunion. I like that he brought that up. I like that he kind of shut them up. Like, like, bitch, shut, stop asking that. But then Brandy. at the same time, so, isn't she getting a one-on-one with him? Are we getting like that's what I heard Brandy but, side of the story? Ugh, who knows? But the, she was on Watch What Happens Live, but I'm not sure if if anything came from that. But anyways, um, it just brought up the whole fact that when Teddy told her, looked like she was like telling her you killed somebody, um, and this is where I come in with like my opinion about how Denise is unfortunately not returning for next season. Oh god, and her I'm interaction crying. with Andy. Her interaction with Andy, like, kind of told me that I think right there she knew, like, she knew she wasn't going to come out. Like, she knew herself she wasn't, she didn't want to come back because she did not give two fucks about what Andy was talking to her about. She did not give two fucks about defending herself. Like, and I talked about this last episode, but it's like, girl, do something. Like, these people are running your name through the mud. And I know at some point it's like, enough is enough. I'm not going to try to defend myself and these people already think this way of me but it's like at least speak up for yourself don't let these ladies bulldoze over you so her entire thing just made me think i think right there she already knew she didn't want to come back she didn't and you know know it would have given everyone i know even the denise haters i know for a fact people would have gotten their life and people would have gotten the tv gold that that we're asking for if in that moment after getting dragged by erica by lisa by teddy by 
just everyone mm. in that fucking thing besides Garcelle and Dorit, if she just stood up and said, fuck you, fuck you, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't care. You, I'm sick of you women. Shut the fuck up. People would have yes. been, And if she would have left like that, because I know next, the last episode, uh, next, week's, uh, next week's episode. Same thing. It's going to be the same thing. If she would have left on that note, she would have been golden. She would have been seen as yeah. a star and left on a good note. Now people are going to remember her as the pushover woman who didn't do anything, who probably fucked uh, Brandy Glanville. Brandy Glanville. I think it's fun, like, but you just said, I would have loved that. She would have been like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then on top of that, when they even tried to interrupt her again, like, no, you have to own it. I, I would have loved it even more if she was like, shut the fuck up and shove it up your ass. Like, <laughs> I would love that. I know people, people may be like, that's doing too much, but it's like, no, like, that's what I'm fucking watching for. Like, what, like, I'm not watching for her to be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, bye. It's like, bitch, no, stand up for yourself. Oh, so, God. like you said, her entire reel, like, Andy looked tired, she looked tired. Um, <laughs> My brother passed remember- by and he was like, why does she look so tired? <laughs> look at her eyes. I'm like, I mean, I do look only tired. You. I have, oh, I thought you tired. You were talking oh, about no, me. I'm no, like, no, bitch, no. I do look tired. No, bags. Oh, I'm saying, like, if we. Oh, Denise. She yeah, looked done. Like, she looked. If he only knew what she had gone through the whole season, then yeah. she was like, "Okay, wrap it up." You you don't watch them, but on Real Housewives of New York season ten reunion, my favorite housewife Carol Radziwill, she got into an argument with Andy because he was defending Bethany Frankel, and she told him, "You're afraid of her too, Andy." Um, and she I've kind seen of, that in not so many words. Like she told him to fuck off. Like she told him, "Fuck you," you know. And that reminded me of Denise. Like her interaction with Andy when she was just like, "What? Why are you playing into this? Like, why are you asking these questions?" And I, I feel like, bitch, it's true. Why are you asking those questions? But with the other ladies, you couldn't seem to like. It's funny because he thinks he's giving everyone. I mean, let's be what honest. They want. He's a little, yeah, he's a little bitch too. He thinks in that moment he's like, "Yes, like this is what the viewers want." He's not doing it because he's Indication. on their side or he cares exactly. Yeah. And what bothered me the most, and I'm sure you're gonna talk about it, is. How when they showed uh, her clips, he said, and he kind of called her out, and it was, well, Denise, you're kind of a hypocrite because when we were at Bravo, uh, BravoCon, uh, you went ahead and said that you were friends, and now you're saying she's just an acquaintance? And I'm like, well, See? if you were smart enough and you watched the fucking clip, she said, I'm friendly with Brandy. See? We're not friends. I'm friendly <laughs> with. And it's like, do you not know the difference? Anyone can be friendly with one another. Exactly. But then you can try I to think, defend it and be like, well, they text often, but no, he's a fucking idiot. If you're going to call people out, do it right. And he can shove it up his ass, which he already does on the regular. So nothing new going on. They're stupid. It was to me, it was just like, if you can scroll back on their texts to get to the two year mark in like 10 texts or less, they are not close. Like they are not close at all. If you can get from a text from 2019 to 2018, 2017 within five texts, I'm not close with this person. So, I mean, I have texts from my, on my phone from two years ago, so I understand why she would have texts on her phone from two years ago. So, um, you, you basically brought up the... You gotta keep your receipts in case a bitch just... <laughs> you basically brought up the last point, like how, um, you know, Denise was fucking like, she was coming at um, Andy, and I felt like that was another catalyst of why she left or why she decided to leave, because I could tell she was tired. I'm not trying to defend Andy, though, but it is. I think he's tired as well. I've noticed in the past couple reunions for other, um, for like Atlanta or like New York, a bitch is tired. I think homeboy is just fucking tired. These bitches, all they do is interrupt each other. He should give 
the fucking job to somebody else for the time being because he's not doing as well as he used to do and it's well, kind of like let someone ask you the question also like i know you're, you're saying that you're not trying to defend him but also i saw somebody tweet kind of like the, my thoughts exactly like they put into words what i can and i'm gonna try to do so is poor him he's sitting around a bunch of arguing women and he's getting beat how much to do it poor him like no andy shut the fuck up you revel in the drama and you live for it so shut the fuck up and enjoy and do a better job if you're not doing a good job like is there a way who do we gotta talk to for him to get out of there but (laughs) he's in charge so what the fuck i yeah i think it's like do you not realize that you are in charge you own bravo you are bravo like you can do whatever the fuck you want you bravo bravo fucking bravo <laughs> fucking bravo so, miss you and i'm gonna enjoy i'm gonna try to enjoy next week's episode as much as i can because oh god the last I one i think um honestly i'm glad she's leaving just because i feel like next season just would have been this all over again like uh denise doesn't own it denise doesn't own up to it so i feel like it just would have been rehashed um, and you, you could kinda, see, like you said like, you could see yeah. it like her her attitude she was done she was done and you can only like the Do dog so will only take uh, like the beating for so long after a while yeah. it's gonna like give up you can't you can't it's so just gonna lie down it's like for the the viewer in me i'm sad and disappointed because i wanted her to go off on these bitches but then the caring side of like you know what it's not good for her it's so uh, she's out and i'm happy yeah. for her and trust me this is not the last that we will see of denise richards um, honestly so. honestly she could go live happily ever after with big dick aaron um <laughs> i think final thoughts about this second part is that number one i think all the women minus dory and garcelle just don't like that they can't control the narrative like they can't control the fact that she didn't want to fess up to anything uh number two i know people get upset when people are like so you don't care so don't watch it if you don't care about <laughs> that they hooked up it's not that i don't care it's just to me it's like so what they hooked up i think the worst thing that comes out of this is that denise and brandy are cheaters if aaron truly didn't know then the worst thing is that they're cheaters because they didn't do it with Denise's husband's consent or whatever. That's literally the worst fucking thing. Yeah, like, and is that, that's not even something bad on any of these bitches. So why are they on so bothered? These... Why are they exactly. so So I was just like, honestly, I think you guys just don't like that you can't control the narrative. I think um, you, they've set up a really bad pattern of having one main thing as a storyline. Because think about it, a few seasons ago, it was Pantygate with Erica and Dory. Oh, God. Season after that, um, it was fucking like puppy gate or something. Or no, season after that, it was because Dorit was late to Teddy's fucking um, lunch with her. So it became a big thing the entire season. Season after that, puppy gate. This season, fucking Brandy Glanville. Like at some point, it's like tired, honey. It's just keep moving, keep it moving. So I'm excited for Wednesday's episode just to wrap it up. Last, we'll see if Denise Richards sad but hopefully garcelle stays so i mean after her her, after her post you know plot twist plot twist i'm like i think i think this is gonna i think she's gonna come back 10 times harder and i think she's Mm -hmm. gonna go in on these bitches after her first season she's like you know what i mean she said it before she started and was like i'm not afraid of these hoes and i think this further more proves that and she's not and i hope she goes in 10 times harder my only one like something i'm super excited about is Okay, you guys got what you wanted. Denise is no longer fucking with you guys. She's no longer part of the group. Now what are you going to do? 
Erica, are you finally going to get a storyline? Uh, Teddy, <laughs> are you finally going to be interesting? Lisa, are you finally going to own it? No. The answer to all those questions is no. So let's see how you fucking women do without her. Anyways. Moving, moving on, on to, to my favorite jewel. part of the episode, which is, you know, the queens of all queens, the women who hold the most power the women who need yes. spinoffs i'm surprised we haven't gone a spinoff for any of these women as she had her baby shower um, why do you think that is i'm not sure maybe or even i'm not even like let's person. forget like a spinoff what if like a special like i'm surprised you know what maybe they'll do that but i don't know if she's the right one to do it with robin and juan their wedding oh god nope canceled no, I would not watch Even though, Because I don't like weddings when they become a part of the storyline. Like Candace's wedding was fine because it was done and done. Goodbye. Like we didn't have to spend half a season on her. But yeah, that's why I say she's the wrong person to do with Robin because... What She's I think Giselle needs her own <laughs> like her own special with her daughters and Jamal, Mr. Chocolate. But um, anyways, let's dive right in. Okay, so the episode starts off with Candace and Giselle and they pull Ashley aside and they start to tell her all the tea that uh, Candace got about Michael. So she reads the text and they tell her like, you know what he was saying? He has a husband and a wife and he was trying to see who he could take to a hotel nearby. And Mm -hmm. the viewers, and I know Twitterverse was shocked and they're like, as well as Candace, they're like, why is Ashley not reacting? She Mm -hmm. kept a straight face, didn't seem bothered, touched by it. And now she's like, well, I know that he goes to strip clubs and stuff. And then the perfume accident happened where I guess he came home one night where he was smelling like a woman's perfume. And then she kind of like talked to him about it. And then life goes on. And that's like the main thing that I got out of that, that Ashley wasn't shocked. And Candace was like, how are you not shocked, girl? Like a whole ass mess. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think the arrangement, is there an arrangement? What, what do you think that, why do you think that is? I, I'm telling you, that bitch is just doing everything she can to secure that prenup money. There's something in that prenup that says she's not the one who has to initiate it. He has to initiate it or something. Or they're probably going to be married for only so many years and then she gets to keep the money. But as long, like, I don't know, maybe it's an Australian thing. Bitch, there's something up. She was yeah, not I shocked. Her face was like, it just wasn't. She said the sky is blue and the grass is green. Like, what was she's that? Like, she I, said? She's like, I sniff blue. underwear. Don't worry. I do everything. I sniff oh, underwear. God. I check text messages. Ooh. It's like, no, she didn't. That's the only thing you took away. You didn't take away the fact that, you know, they actually told her privately and not in front of a whole exactly. fucking group. Which, I mean, we clearly saw Monique was visibly upset by that, but we'll say that for That's later. later. <laughs> um, so Karen, Wendy, Candace, and Monique are drinking. They're taking shots, and Karen gets shit faced she takes about eight shots by the end of the night um and she basically reveals that she and i quote put half of her money to help ray with his finances which i'm like did she meet like oop did she just spill tea like you just let the world know that you helped ray (laughs) you just helped him pay for all that irs problems and it's like is this why she's bitter because she's like i'm paying your bitch ass and you don't even show me love that whole marriage, that institution that she likes to call it, is a whole ass mess. And I can't wait for it to crumble. So the next morning, Candace, uh, Monique is mad that the three girls were in the house for like an hour, she says, while they were making s'mores. She feels disrespected. She feels like they were rude. And she says she's tired of people attacking people's marriages. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Monique, but this was not a good look for you. This is not a good episode no. for you. Um, she came across very much as bitter and salty and kind of just going in on Candace for 
not a good reason. It was everything, everything she felt and everything she was saying when she was coming for her was really unwarranted. And it kind of just was like, let me look, you know, that Marge meme where she's like holding her hand up against her head and she's like, no, don't look at me. Yes. And I felt that way because it's like, I've made it very clear that I'm a Monique stan and she just didn't look good in this episode. I don't know. She, uh, she was very much projecting. I think something we forgot to bring up last episode was that the fact that she had mentioned, you know, um, that she's compromised. I can't even fucking speak. She's sectioning off these issues that she's having with Candace, Carm, with her husband, Carm, her family. Carm, Carm, fuck, now I can't even say it. I know it. Let's I can't say it. No, we can't, can't say, say it. it. We're not ignorant. We know words. Carp, carp. Compartmentalizing. God, stay in school, kids. Um, Yeah. But she's like, she's putting these issues, like these feelings away about um, her friendship with Candace and her marriage with Chris. Like, so it's like, she's just letting it, like she keeps pushing, pushing, pushing down. So I feel like she's watching these ladies get along with Candace. And, she's and I feel it. like she's just, she's not like, she's very upset. And I, uh, like, I, well, it doesn't show like, oh, Monique is a different person that she shows out to be. It doesn't show that per se. It just shows like, maybe she needs to go to a therapist maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah and then uh, like i said overall it wasn't a good look i'm still a stan but it wasn't a good look um i was team candace on this let's yeah i hate to, well i'm not gonna go there because those words are never gonna leave my <laughs> mouth but um so all the husbands finally arrive except for Juan and michael and call me bitchy i was like wait so michael is out here telling people to spank him in the hotel room he also said last year that he was willing to suck his blank allegedly i'm like was michael going down on uh juan while they were both over there Loki. uh we're they were best that, friends i mean they are cool they're homies i don't know but um yeah. anyways i don't think they're homies anymore um well we, we'll see at the reunion um so they talk about it again and monique says she feels again disrespected candace apologizes it uh apologizes and she says she really stands her ground, which I can appreciate because if someone is coming at you sideways, just like I defended Ashley, mm-hmm. where I was like, well, this bitch is coming at her for no reason. She had every right to do so. Um, so Candace eventually storms off and Monique is livid. And Robin is like, honestly, this just comes down to the fact that Monique is a control freak and she wants being the host. She wants all the attention and maybe attention. And maybe she didn't get that from us or she felt like that. And it's just girl, why are you mad though? Um, so after time passes by, boring, 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 the husbands all gather around and they sing happy birthday to her. <laughs> My favorite part of the episode was when they were all singing and Candace is bitterly standing upstairs and she's like glaring at them. Keep in mind, she's this is from much. the person who loves to sing happy birthday at every possible birthday <laughs> party. So she's like bitterly just glaring at them and I lived. Um, Karen says she's starting to feel lightheaded. AK, bitch, you're hungover. I'm like, has she never before? But she's like, oh God, I'm getting lightheaded. Ray, help me. And I'm like, girl, you're Ray, done. I don't feel so good, Ray. It's like, bitch, it's because you had like 10 fireball shots. Why else do you think uh, you're lightheaded? And then I like how Ashley like tries to help like uh, Ray compliment her. And she's like, look at her. She's a whole new woman in her outfit. And he's kind of like half-assing <laughs> complimenting. He's like, oh yeah. I was like, who is this one? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But um, after all that shit show of a mess, they kind of get in deep and they kind of start talking about their their uh, marriages and stuff. And we see a bit more of Wendy and her man. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know. Do you remember his name? Like they don't really. Eddie. Eddie. Of course you remember his name. <laughs> um, they kind of go in on how their moms don't get along and how the mom wasn't at their wedding 
and they're kind of like you guys gotta fix that because that's not okay especially um Mm -hmm. i know chris and monique have an opinion on that because only recently monique started getting along with uh her mother-in-law so i don't know what do you do you think what what are your thoughts on that i liked i liked getting to know them a little bit more i felt like it showed a different side of wendy hopefully it got the ladies a little bit like warmer to her um she didn't seem like she was up. <laughs> she didn't seem like she was up to forgiving anybody. Yeah, she was. Like, she was yeah, not. the forgiveness isn't there. And then everybody, I thought it was, I don't know. I was like, don't push her, don't push her because like, I don't want you guys to ruin this nice moment. But they, they kept going like, no, the forgiveness needs to be there. And I think maybe down the line, if she stays on as a housewife, we'll see that reconciliation. But I mean, the mom hasn't even met the baby. So like, there clearly <laughs> isn't like, they're both kind of like, I'm on my own. Fuck off. But um, moving on. They I think it. To- um, sorry. No. Go. No. Finish. No. What are you? No. I said. Um, I think. Like I wanted her to go more into depth. Like I was like, she was like, it's a Nigerian thing. Like the fact that they don't like each other. I was like, but why? Like what? Like is there like some shit? Like some messy like family drama shit? Like yeah, share like, it with us. Spill the tea. But um, I think like, we will. I think that is like a good storyline for her. Besides, you know, all her degrees that she has. I think she should definitely <laughs> talk about that because I feel like when you're on a show and you're a bit more vulnerable, and a, you come from a vulnerable spot, you're more likable. But um, anyways, moving on to lighter note, mm-hmm. they like play. They're like, let's play a game. Let's play a game. So the husbands decide to imitate their wives. Chris, I don't know where his mind was at. Maybe because he's thinking, oh, like it's Monique's birthday. I better give her this dick. Yeah. But he comes. He gets a bottle of champagne. I think flips it upside down, gets on his knees, and then he's like, no, I'm just kidding. And the women are appalled. They're like, what is happening? Like, I don't even. They're like, not what? getting it in. They're not getting it in for him to like because this is the most i've seen him joke like that i was like for him to like joke explicitly about that when he's like the first one to like tell somebody like don't talk about my woman like that or something it's like like it's for probably him to all that sexual like frustration i'm telling you was they're not getting that. it in oh god i have some thoughts about their marriage later but <laughs> <laughs> so chris it's chris's turn and chris imitates candace and of course he goes straight to the nose up in the air, prissy attitude. And of course, he couldn't end it without mentioning the knife and throwing it. And I thought that was pretty funny how he was able to laugh at her, even though, let's be honest, he's probably always willing to laugh at her because he thinks, <laughs> like, he himself, just like the viewer, thinks that she's a clown. Um, but she was a good sport about it. No big deal. They all laughed. And it was something that I liked. And I was like, oh, like, they're not making it a thing. Like, yeah, they don't hold grudges, but clearly they do hold grudges because they're about to get dragged in the next episode <laughs> but um so everyone's saying goodbye um ash is getting baby dean they're leaving monique falls asleep and i'm using air quotes oh, because she conveni- yeah. conveniently falls asleep as soon as uh candace is saying bye and candace like tells chris like thank you for having us blah blah, blah. she like bitchingly is that a word bitchingly i'm making it a word she bitchingly yeah, she's like, says bye, bye. she's like you. bye bye i'm never gonna be here back again and I'm like, Moni, you know, damn, when you were not sleeping, get the fuck up. A mess. Um, after that, again, back to the drama. So we see Ashley and Michael are talking over the phone. And she's like, you know, they kind of surfaced the drama. Apparently, they talked the day prior. And Michael confessed that there was a woman who was all touchy, touchy, feely, feely. And Ashley says, you know what? Like, I was bothered and I was hurt by it. They don't really go into depth, but I think that's what next episode is for. But um, yeah. how do you think they talked about it? Like, what do you think went down in that conversation? She did say that he slept with the baby in the baby's room, so. 
uh, honestly, like, the only thing that's been consistent the five fucking seasons have been Michael and Ashley's marriage issues or <laughs> marriage fucking shit. Like, oh I honestly, I don't even think they had it. Like, she was probably like, if this is an arrangement, she was probably like, fuck you. Why the fuck did you make it so obvious? Probably. She's like, you idiot. Can you do a better job of trying to meet guys? <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's genuinely hurt, like, which I, part of me thinks like, oh shit, she knows he's cheating on her. But she doesn't want to do anything about it because she doesn't want Dean to grow up without a father. Maybe sometimes I think like you, like maybe she genuinely does like him. Like you know what I think it is. Give two fucks about her. Oh God, you know what I think it is, and I don't like to even let these words come out of my mouth because it's sad. Is maybe that's bottom line. She doesn't want Dean to grow up with a dad, so she's willing mm-hmm. to deal with every fucking baggage, deal with every bullshit come that comes her way from Michael. Yeah. Even though we know, like, I mean, I'm not a mother. I'm not. I don't have a baby. <laughs> You're not? But, like, no, I'm not. I just look pregnant. Um, it's sad because, like, I've seen it, and it's something that comes across in other franchises where, like, Apollo, for example, she was, mm-hmm. like, I mean, her. she has two kids, and she had to deal with that while Apollo was going to jail. And it's, like, for some time, there was, like, thoughts or like believes that he was putting her hands on her and she probably did take a bunch of bullshit from him but she was probably like you know yeah. what it's better to have a shitty dad than no dad i don't know it's like a touchy subject i don't ugh, i feel sorry for this woman i think it's more um oh god i hate to bring this up but last season when we saw her get her, the door slammed in her face by her father i think she's willing to put up with anything so that dean and now now that we know she's pregnant oh, again. God. Congratulations. So Dean, we stand. I hope she has a little girl. <laughs> but moving on. A new, a new baby Darby. Like, so that Dean and new baby Darby don't grow up to ever get the, the door slammed in their face by Michael. So Doesn't sad. Michael have other kids? Michael has grown-ass kids, no? Yeah, they said that, like, from his other, I don't know what, relationships. So, he does. I don't know. It seems like he's willing to, to get these bitches pregnant and then do what? Like, what does he do? Dip? So then, again, so, if... Oh, I don't want to get into the topic of like if he is whatever his sexuality is even... willing to do all that and like I don't know. It's just... But he's cheating on her with everybody apparently. He's cheating on her. Not only is he asking to grab men's asses last season, but this season he's being <sighs> caught like he they're videotaping him like fucking Did you end up seeing I forgot to send you the video, but did you end up seeing the whole clip? Of him. Okay. No, oh, I didn't even Okay, as soon as I get oh up, I'm gosh. sending you because he he's like Spank me, spank me before you go. Oh spank, me. and I'm like, no. <laughs> next, next episode we'll play it for all of you. No, oh, but um, God. but um, I think I feel just so bad for her. I just maybe she's just willing to put up with it, like we said, because a she needs to make sure that she has that financing for baby Dean and new baby Darby. Because you know but she's like, broke, broke, according to uh, Wendy. I think she it like honestly, if it wasn't for him, would she even have money to her name? Oh. No, because. Every business that she does is with him. Well, at this point, she has. I think she's got to come up some money because she's on TV. So I'm sure she's getting TV. some money. She's not like poor. She's got to get some side hustle going. Yeah, away she from needs, him. She needs to come out with a hairline. Um, she needs to come out with a book. <laughs> T, I with, love her hair. Um, something I don't know, but uh, Ashley, come on, you already give us Wait. good TV. Get on with businesses. <laughs> but um, we see the preview for next episode, and it shows that Ashley's telling her about the incident. Or she's telling Michael. Yeah. 
And then we also see that apparently Michael and Ashley have been with other people. I saw like a, a minute video where it shows her telling the ladies at the vineyard, I believe, you know, where Candace is about to get dragged. She <laughs> tells them, yeah, me and him have been with other people. And they're like, you mean like with, with? And she's like, yeah. And they're like with another guy. And she's like, oh no, it was with another woman. So clearly they like to flip flop sideways, share people in and out. Which is, which is perfectly <sighs> fine. And maybe it's that they're yeah, not judging. That they have. You know, the more the merrier. But um And they don't have to tell people, but if like y'all are being outed, like like your man is being videotaped asking for somebody to spank him, maybe you should let the your people know that you guys have this arrangement. So I think maybe that's I why mean. when she like found the news out that he was out there with other people, it wasn't she a shocker care. because she knows that they They've been open, not as open yes. as she would like, because in the clip, the preview, she was like, um, no, I'm not going to like, if it happens again, that's it. That's it. I'm leaving him. But um, best of luck to her in that relation, because <sighs> I'm so excited. Uh, next week, we finally get to see the dragging and the beginning, probably. Well, the be- Yeah, the beginning. The I saw Twitter, you know, <laughs> they were continued. like, it's going to start. It's a cliffhanger. But um. I'm excited. Apparently, people are trying to pin it on Ashley because apparently Monique or Candace is somewhat giving a speech and I guess uh-huh. Ashley inserts herself and she tells Monique, hey, how is your girl? How are you and your girl doing? And that kind of like triggers something in Monique. Yeah, like people are trying to say, so Ashley's the instigator. Ashley did it. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I have to see it to believe it. But like, honestly, yeah, I need to see people that. People are trying to pin it on her saying, why did Ashley have to go and ask Monique how their relationship was? Because then that triggered Monique and that set her off. <laughs> it's not and her fault. Like, yeah. Um, it's not Ashley's fault, like, but okay. Y'all are, did you guys uh, stretch before reaching? Because that's a reach. Mo- Monique has her own shit going on. Like, I need to see what is the catalyst because it's obvious this episode like i said before like this bitch is pushing shit down like over and over again like oh my issues with candace okay goodbye oh my issues with chris who's my fourth fucking child go down like it doesn't like this bitch is not speaking like she's letting it fester so you already know that it's like shit something must have like triggered her big for her to like get physical i don't know get physical for the second time i feel like that's gonna be a big thing like they're gonna i think that's the reason they like try to like push her out of the show but it's like honestly who hasn't gotten physical so calm down monica's gone physical with the umbrella i mean let's not that wasn't that like it's on the same level as but she was in her face but But i don't know i think (laughs) she just no no go 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 Hopefully this this next episode will like oh god I you know when you stand someone and then they start to become problematic or they start doing shit and it's yeah. kind of like no we're Rudy it's kind of hard for people to stand her now I feel like because I know Twitterverse was upset they're like girl being a Monique stand is kind of hard now because this whole episode people were saying they yeah. were like oh yeah I was actually team uh, Candace and I Candace. I've always been team Monique so it's uh, mm-hmm. It's a touchy thing. I can't blame it on editing, though. You know, like, I know certain things. I don't like blaming things on editing. Not even, like, the whole Denise thing. Can I blame it on editing that much? Because it's, like, whatever. Like, I think it's just... She had shit going on herself, so I feel like everything was just triggering her. And then that's when she gets physical with Candace. I did feel like this episode... I was like, you're getting mad for what? Because they didn't tell you? You would have gotten upset if they would have brought it up at dinner. 
You're getting upset because they took it to her privately. You're getting upset because they weren't there for the fucking s'mores. Like, what are you truly upset about? I think you're truly just upset about the fact that people are A, talking to Candace, confiding in Candace, and then B, because Candace brought up this whole thing about somebody else's marriage, you're triggered because Sharice was going around talking about your marriage, which it's, it's they're two separate issues. This Candace is not doing what Sharice did. Candace inviting Sharice to her anniversary party to spite you, that is a, def- that is a <laughs> separate issue. That is not what's happening here. You're just, you're projecting everything, all your insecurities, all your frustrations on this issue. You're upset because you didn't know, because you weren't told. Like you can't pull the host card because it's like, you would have pulled the host card if Candace and Giselle had said something at dinner. Like girl, pick a yeah, line. Yeah, at this name. point she's kind of like reaching and I'm, I'm already fast forwarding. I'm already thinking about the future. Like how is this reunion gonna go down? Like. Obviously, Monique is going to be in the hot seat, and I don't, I don't know. We've seen her deal with the, the hot seat in the past, but I don't know this one. Yeah. It's real. It's going to really be hot, and I don't know if she's going to be able to like give us logical reasons on why she acted, why she said the things she did, because it's a tough one. I think the hot seat, the hot seat, also where like no one's on her side. Like she has candid, she has Ashley and Karen, and Karen is choosing not to insert herself. That like Karen isn't going to defend her like karen's because karen likes to be neutral Have yeah you there's a difference between being on some like i get exactly what you're saying because karen i feel like is not willing because karen is all about like she swears she's you know neutral logical mm-hmm. makes sense karen's just Give me selfish the facts. but ashley i feel like ashley is the type to be a ride or die like she's a ride or die chick so she's yeah. to be like well i'm speaking on my behalf and i know uh candace has thrown a knife at me she's gone physical with me like I, I I believe I believe uh, Monique, but are then, they speaking um, right now? Candace and Ashley, are they speaking right now? Candace and Ashley. Candace and Ashley, I don't. I I actually checked because the ladies were recently having dinner for Giselle's birthday, and who was in attendance? We had Giselle, um, Wendy, Ashley, um, Sharice, and somebody commented like, "Oh, why wasn't uh, Monique there? Or why wasn't Candace there?" And she's like, "Oh, I had to work. Sorry." So it's kind of like. It puts me like I would feel awkward being Ashley because it's like Ashley, you're okay, uh, yeah. like hanging out with all these women, knowing damn well your other friend hates them. Exactly. So the I was like, time, is, at the same time, is Monique gonna hate on Ashley for hanging out with them? Because then who's she gonna have? Just Karen? Like ugh, exactly. it's all on the numbers. And also Monique can't hate on Ashley hanging out with them because um last season she made it a big thing, like to to Candace, just because you don't like her doesn't mean that I can't hang out exactly. with her or something like that. Do you get exactly. me? So she can't make a big deal about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's like, it's reaching, like she's she's running out of logic. She's doesn't yeah. I feel like she's not gonna know what to say. And they're not, it's not the edits aren't painting her in a good light. Like I feel bad. Like I feel bad to say that I can see why certain things go the way they do after the dragging part like do you get me like where they're like yeah it's, you don't I'm feel safe you, like ugh. she's gonna be cornered during the reunion and it's gonna be like her number one stands are gonna be like <sighs> yeah because for the most part i feel like viewers are logical for the most part um but it's gonna be a point where they're gonna be like well i can't say anything now to defend you i can't that's it you made your bed now lie in it yeah i felt like even during her fight with candace like when she was just like you were doing what you always do best and i was just like no she wasn't like i, I was like actually for the first time candace was not being candace candace was being somebody else like, good and for even, her because- like and 
<laughs> and I was like really appreciative of that um, because she did do the best. It seemed like she was being genuine. And even like we saw in the kitchen, Ashley, when Ashley was trying to explain to Monique, like, oh, well, it was because of this. She then started getting snippy with Ashley. And Ashley was like, yeah, and I was taking like- it back. Like, whoa, like, what's happening? Like, are y'all going to fall out too? Like, girl, relax. It's not I was that like, deep. this is Ashley's business. Like, <laughs> I was like, girl, chill. Oh, I think honestly, this bitch, maybe she should go get vaccinated. I don't know. Maybe it's all that organic essential oh, oil shit. No, we are not gonna do that. We are not I will not stand for this slander. This is not okay. We still love you. I still love you, Monique. But this um five G towers, man. Oh <laughs> no, not the only five G is my phone. Um I think that's gonna I hate you. up our our yes. episode, not only our recaps, but our episode. You guys know the deal. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, my YouTube channel is Lozano Luis123, Daniela. Yes, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, really quick, just want to shout out my BFF, Melissa, who's going to be turning 23 this week. Actually, the day this airs, Wednesday, September 16th. She was a baddie. She was born on Mexican Independence Day. Um, but we don't celebrate Mexican Independence Day. We celebrate <laughs> her. <laughs> and this She's is the reason we her- gained independence. She- oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. This is on Wednesday, her birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why don't you in honor of her 23 uh 23rd birthday why don't you give us 23 reasons why you let know give us one reason why you think she's so amazing because she's just so selfless and so care me i could go on and on and on but number one is because she's selfless okay and anybody get you a bitch like melissa okay Get you a bitch like me. Get you a Virgo bestie. Bye. Uh, and with that, this is our last episode of No BS. We enjoyed our nine episodes, and you'll never hear us about us again. No, um, happy birthday, Melissa. Um, get drunk, get dick, wear a mask, wear a condom. Yeah, uh, follow our social media. Thank you guys for always tuning in. Thank you for submitting your topics um, for the, yes. those uh, two of you that do that. And I think that's it. Any final words? um no that's it just you know be safe you guys be <laughs> See safe. You in 2024. <laughs> no oh god love you guys uh stay tuned for our next episode wear a mask be safe wear a condom love you guys bye bye and then the song plays <laughs> yes for non-copyrighted music <laughs> I never know how to stop recording. (laughs)